1: the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here, in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Catherine Pearson wrote
2: this piece for the New York Times. It was published online, I want to say two days ago, maybe even three days ago, but it's in the print edition today. Here's the headline. When considering dry January, set up for success. Dry January sounds like a simple proposition. No alcohol for 31 days. And some enthusiasts jump in without much planning, perhaps even hung over after a rowdy New Year's Eve. There's no data suggesting that those folks won't be able to abstain from drinking, said Dr. David Wolinsky, an assistant professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at the Johns Hopkins Medical School who specializes in addiction. But starting off with a few strategies in your back pocket and a clear sense of your goals may help you get the most out of the challenge. And then further along, among the suggestions, you should tell people about your plan. Well, I have done exactly that on today's program. Many people. Yeah. And unfortunately, I've already got TC and Dan telling me, oh, you'll never make it. Not exactly encouraging me on.
1: That is not exactly what I said. I just said I didn't think you would. I think you. Qu- oh thanks for the encouragement Qu- oh yeah we could possibly I think, Quote, TC,
2: I think you and i need to be a little more supportive and say thank that, you dan yes yeah, yeah. I, I mean i have my doubts but i think you can do it <laughs> one so. of the simplest steps is to spread the word among friends now i'm using that loosely with the <laughs> two of you and family that you intend to take a month off said casey mcguire davidson a sobriety coach and host of the Hello, Somebody, pardon me, Hello, Someday podcast, which focuses on sober, curious topics. This is Casey McGuire-Davidson. Casey, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here.
2: So what do you make of my colleagues here trying to, you know, th- throw cold water on my
0: aspiration? I would say it's not that unusual, but it's changing. It's changing. So dry January has been increasing in popularity every year since 2013. And last year, 15 to 20 percent of American adults who drink participated. So you are not alone. And at the same time, so many of us are used to drinking every day or every Friday. It's just part of our habits. I'm kind of
2: curious, like what the hell happened in 2013 that, that set this movement ablaze?
0: Well, alcohol um, in the UK, Alcohol Change UK, it's a charity focused on reducing the health effects of alcohol, set this in motion. They started a global movement. They trademarked it in 2014. And their goal was just to encourage people to, like, ditch the hangover, reduce the waistline, save some serious money by giving up alcohol. And since then, with the Sober Curious movement, it's grown every single year.
2: I had no idea. I didn't I didn't know that it was sort of an organic type of thing. I just figured over the years it had gained steam. You know, what's interesting is that as I was as I was reading Casey about dry January all of a sudden and maybe in my feed because I was clicking on a number of stories, I was overwhelmed with uh, damp January stories and, and you know the like, hey, you don't have to go all the way. You can just, you know, have a few less drinks.
0: Yes, that is popular, too, and I think it's because we are so attached to alcohol as something that's required in adulthood or a privilege of adulthood. And, you know, we've been taught through marketing our entire lives that it helps us connect and sleep and brings us closer and, you know, helps us talk to each other. And that's actually not true, but it's so ingrained. People can't imagine even going a month without drinking.
2: The Hello Someday podcast, your podcast, which focuses on sober, curious topics. What are sober, curious topics?
0: Yeah, my my show is really for women who are questioning their relationship with alcohol or are debating whether their life would be better without alcohol. So I have a lot of authors on there, uh, therapists, coaches. I myself am a sobriety coach, and we talk about everything from the health effects of alcohol to how to make a change in your drinking through habit and behavioral change without labels. We talk about what happens in your first month alcohol-free and how to succeed, much like the New York Times article. And then we also talk about a lot of pressures women have that you know we call triggers, meaning the things you want to drink over. What do you want to not think about when you drink, which a lot of times is work, stress, relationships, parenting, overwhelm, all the things that were like, oh, I need a drink.
2: Well, I was watching the Rose Bowl yesterday. In fact, I watched both of the the football games that, that reduced to uh, the finalists for the <laughs> National Collegiate Championship. I mean, it was hard not to have a beer watching those games last night. That's exactly when I would have been drinking, but I didn't. Yeah.
0: Well, good for you. I'm so excited you're doing Dry January. And one of the tips I'd have for people who are thinking about doing it or starting out is to get a substitute drink. So in the past couple of years, the world the world of non-alcoholic options for beer, for spirits, for wine, it's exploding. Um my favorite, I don't know if I'm allowed to share it. Yeah, uh, please. It's athletic Athletic Brewing Company is my hmm. absolute favorite non-alcoholic beer. It is so good. Even when I have parties, people are like, "Are you sure this is non-alcoholic?" And there's great, you know, New Year's Eve. I had non-alcoholic sparkling brut and rose. I mean, there are amazing options out there.
2: Okay, but I need a I need a non-alcoholic Manhattan. (laughs) That's
0: that's what I'm gonna be. Can I? (laughs) Oh yeah, there is (laughs) non-alcoholic spirits, tequila, gin, bourbon, you name it. Ritual is a great brand to check out.
2: I'm making notes and listening to you because I I, I really want this to work. So have I set myself up for failure if I'm not only attempting dry January, but also I am a day, I'm a cigar a day smoker (laughs) and I'm trying to do both. Now, do you think I should fold the tent on cigars and help me get across the line on booze or hang in on both?
0: I think so. I'm a sobriety coach. Um, It is. Both nicotine and alcohol are addictive. We don't talk about that a lot, and you don't have to be physically addicted to it to experience withdrawal symptoms when you don't drink, even if you just drink a couple of drinks a night or a couple on the weekends. So in the beginning, one of the things that will help you is to know that you're going to be irritable you're going to not sleep not that well. <laughs> no, yeah, not me. You definitely, you're going to craze, <laughs> right? And right? that usually takes about a week. So I would say phase it in, right? It's dry January, cut out the alcohol. Maybe two weeks in, cut out the cigars.
2: Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, so you're giving me a pass for another 14 days oh, of smoking. No.
0: okay. I'm going to get in trouble. Um but There's no the trouble here, by the way. No trouble, yeah. But <laughs> One of the things I recommend is please don't start a big health kick or a big diet on January 1st in addition to stopping drinking because hunger is a huge trigger. You know, eating protein at like 4 p.m. will really help you not crave alcohol, but also you're probably going to crave sugar. Sugar gives you that same dopamine hit in a smaller amount, That alcohol does, and you're going to need comfort. So you will not crave sugar forever, but honestly, the first two weeks of not drinking are the hardest. Then it becomes your new normal. Then you're like, I'm sleeping well. I have more energy. Your mood will actually improve. You will be happier than you were when you were drinking.
1: This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Michael Smircona's program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app.
2: Okay, so I want to ask you this, Casey, because I, I don't, I don't want to create the impression that I'm seeking to wean myself off booze permanently. I just feel like I could use a detox for a month. Like that would be a w- really great thing for my, for my health. And no, no events have brought this on. I've just come to the, the opinion that I probably drink more than I should. And it'd be great if I could just clean up my act for a month. Okay. That's, that's my premise. And I've, I have no dietary goal other than the same old, I wish I could drop a few, but I'm not beginning a, mm-hmm. a diet at the same time. Imagine that a month from now, February 1st, that I've survived, What's what then happens? First of all, I I have a, a tolerance level right now that's pretty high. I can mm-hmm. imagine if I had my nightly Manhattan come February, that, that would wipe me out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you are not alone in just wanting to take a break, and I think that's wonderful. Any period of time without alcohol, especially if you're not trying, you know, damp January, if you're trying any... Any reduction in alcohol is healthy for you, but if you just try to drink less as opposed to taking a month off, you will still be in that craving and withdrawal cycle. I think with a month off, one, it is fantastic for your body. You know, alcohol is actually a toxin to your body. It's poison, so it does impact every organ in your body. Your skin will look better better. Your eyes will be brighter, all the good stuff. You'll save a ton of money. You'll lose some weight. But after a month, say you go back to drinking, a lot of people do, it will be more mindfully. You will actually, after a month, notice your mood is improved. You're less irritable. You're less anxious. Alcohol actually spikes your cortisol and causes more stress than it relieves. So you then have that information. A lot of people, all the studies have shown that, if people do dry January, they tend to drink less throughout the rest of the year,
2: okay, in other words, you don't think i'm gonna I'm gonna wanna binge if I could make it to February, like that first week of February, all hell's gonna break loose.
0: What I would say is one of the mistakes that people make is to just white knuckle it until February, so you're essentially the first two weeks are difficult, right? you're irritable, you're craving, you're missing that. Automatic, you know, hand to mouth at the end of the day. Um, and then they are white knuckling it, just holding on till February 1st. So their reward for not drinking is to drink. I think if people approach this more with, oh, what can I do with my time and energy and all those hours in the evening where I'm not drinking? You can institute some really awesome new habits that you'll carry forward.
2: Like what? Like, in other words, the end of the day is when I would have a drink. So you're saying, have a plan so that at the end of the day, do something you would otherwise not be doing as a distraction?
0: Yes. And so part of that is, I call them anchor activities, which is what you do when you would normally pick up a drink. So for me, I'd come in the door from work. I'd open a bottle of red wine. I'd have a glass while cooking dinner, doing the dishes after the kids went to bed. So instead, it helps to change your location. So in the very beginning, if cooking is a big trigger for you, Make dinners really simple. Maybe go to the gym after work once or twice a week. Get sushi takeout on Friday nights instead of going out to a fancy dinner. After dinner, maybe move the location. So if you're used to sitting in front of the television with your Manhattan, go grab a book and sit in another room and you can have your non-alcoholic Manhattan. But you're really a lot of the things that make us want to drink and feel um, irritated that we're not is actually physical and environmental cues around
2: us. Yeah, I think that's I think that's wise. My fireplace is one of my environmental cues. Like it's at this yeah. time of year, love to love to burn a, a old school fire and and have a cocktail. Um,
0: yeah. Hey
2: you're you're great. I really appreciate your information and your attitude. It's Casey McGuire Davidson and the podcast is called The Hello Someday podcast i hope you'll come back and i appreciate your advice
0: i would love it and good luck with dry january you're gonna do awesome don't listen well I, to appre- I appreciate your
2: good wishes thank you thank you for that yes. as compared to my colleagues thank you casey happy new year thank
1: you all right there you go oh i liked her uh-huh. yeah she was fantastic and she was doing the role that I usually do, which is being very encouraging. Oh, you're and uplifting. dismissive, and I am not. You're dismissive I not. and defying. I just, I just- and well, I, I said, expect it from you. She said you, you were going to get snarly. I was like, oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> I, I expect it from you. I don't expect it from Dan. Oh, I Dan, would have thought I, Dan was more Dan encouraging. Dan was more supportive, frankly. No,
2: yeah. Fair, well, fair. I I want to be supportive. <laughs> I just know you that this is because it's such a big part of your life and your persona. And oh, it's a big part I of my life you and persona. The, I have the same <laughs> issues. Believe me. And I, I look f- I, I look forward to oh my seeing God. your success. Listen to this. Okay, now Dan says I have issues.
1: No, no, it no, is, no. This no, is my persona. No. But listen to what she, she, I just she want said. She said, "What detox. are your?" I know, but she said, "Detox for a month." I thought this was interesting that she's talked about your triggers, and you said difficult watching the game. You sit in front of your fireplace, and you want to well, drink. Like I this do, is something that you. Look I do to. You, I do have a
2: strategy. Okay. I do have a strategy because I said I'm, I'm taking I'm taking a double shot. Does it have to do with Peloton at, and the five at booze <laughs> at, at booze and cigars? And
1: what's your strategy? I'm going
2: to leave myself some room somewhere. You know, for a eat, little something.
1: You're going to eat like crazy. No, what, I hope not. What are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you knew me. I apparently, do, you don't. Cannot, I couldn't possibly discuss. Uh, ladies
2: and gentlemen, call. Get in here quickly on dry. Pardon me, TC?
1: Well, it just occurred to me that the <laughs> oh, sober so curious, the sober curious among us... <laughs> Perhaps I was just talking about uh, alcohol and uh-huh. not other means. I've committed of... to try two things. Right. That's what I said I've tried to do. But was the smoking just
2: of cigars? I said cigar smoking yes, you for did. the next month. Okay. I'm trying to stay free. So what I'm thinking is that you're going to be high, Gotta as, a go kite to calls. high as a kite for the Gotta month Got to go January. to calls right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, who's with me on this?
1: This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM- Michael Smircona's program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Hey,
2: gang, thank you for these telephone calls. I really appreciate it. Donovan, you're in Salt Lake City, Utah, and you're a bartender. Uh, what did you most want to tell me?
1: Well, as much as I like the thought of the dry January from a personal, because I don't drink that much. I still
2: think it makes it rougher on people, especially the bartenders who depend on the money. <laughs> you okay, uh, you're worried about me and people like me cutting into your your uh, your income. Oh,
0: I know they do.
2: <laughs> because you see January a big drop off?
0: Oh, pretty much uh yeah,
2: about I would say about a thirty percent drop off. Wow! Holy gym. smokes! Okay, I I would I would never have expected it would be so large. Thank you for that, uh, Buffalo Jim. Greetings. You most wanted to say what? Well, I have two things. First, I think you'll end up being like Kramer on Seinfeld. You'll Is throw that a bad in thing? Uh, you know the the the, the masturbation uh, episode, <laughs> and you'll you'll throw in a towel by the end of the week. <laughs> Master right. of your domain. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hang on, Jim. Jim, let's just let's just slow, decide. Slow down on let's one, just Jim. decide this right now. What is the yes. over under? What is the over under? I want to hear Jim, TC, and Dan. The over under on how long I can make it.
1: Three days.
2: Three days. Well, okay, wait. <laughs> give me a I'll date. I'm go to Friday TC. with
1: you. Friday. You'll go to Friday. TC, I want a date from you. I like if it's. Do you mean January four? I'm. Kind, Jim has a good point. What? I mean, there's no way you make it through this weekend. Like, zero chance.
2: I want to wow. know from you, what day are you giving me, TC? Zero. Because
1: whatever day you, I'm going to
2: beat, whatever zero, you're doing. Zero
1: chance. No, you, do you think I won't make it till tomorrow? I do not think that you will make it through this weekend. I think you're going to... Uh, I want more not, specific. Sunday morning, yeah. you call me and you tell me if you had a drink, a Friday or Saturday. Okay, so by Sunday, it's Correct. over. And Jim, over.
2: Jim, what are you saying? I'm saying by
1: Friday, you're done.
2: <laughs> okay, my friend. Dan, what you're, are you saying? I think you make it through uh, the holiday weekend. So January 15th is MLK Day. And and then I think you're done after that. Okay, wow. So Dan's taking the over. But I do. Yeah, I'm taking Jim's the over. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Substitute your alcohol for something you like as a kid. When I want to stop drinking, I drink good lemonade. Okay, and but in my case, I would I would be drinking Mountain Dew and then I would and then I would be up for like 3 weeks. I can't I can't Yeah, but then, then you'd go, be then you'd really be Kramer.
0: No, um. for sure.
2: If I were going back to my youth, believe me, it would it would be Mountain Dew. Uh Claire, greetings to you in Redding, Connecticut. What did you most want to say?
1: Hi Michael. Um, Hi. what I'm suggesting for you is yeah. to drink Yogi Egyptian licorice tea which Quite honestly is probably the closest you're going to find to a Manhattan. It's delicious and sweet and I follow that up with like a square of beautiful dark chocolate.
2: Is the Yogi Egyptian tea is that caffeinated?
1: No, it's not. So you just drink it at night, put it in a beautiful glass, you just sip it. You sip where, it like a Manhattan. You'll, get, where, would you'll, even, you'll where would I even Where would I find it? That? You'll absolutely love it can you find me the uh, any yolk- grocery store will have it okay or or I just bought seven boxes of it on amazon oh okay
2: uh, well it's according- my go to according- at night
1: it's very beautiful, relaxing, and it tastes like a Manhattan.
2: Well, thank I you. Want to hear thank about you it. for thank you for that tip. <laughs> I pre- now, according to TC and Dan, even if I'm using Amazon Prime, by the time it would arrive, I would be off the wagon. So no, that would be according to me, not
1: according to Dan. So Dan, would, Dan has would, much more faith in you. Uh, Jay,
2: you're in Indiana. Greetings. What did you most want to say, Michael? I want to speak up for the substitute drink approach too. I uh, was a Jack and Ginger guy. I quit drinking in July, uh, the na- day after my birthday. Haven't had a drop since, and but I love ginger ale or ginger beer. Bundaberg is my favorite. I get it at Costco, and so now at night instead of having a Jack and Ginger, I just have a ginger, and uh, it's a perfect substitute. And I'm sleeping better. It's so great. But
1: I agree, you will not make it through the weekend.
2: Thank you for your faith, Shay. I really do appreciate it. What what is it you people think I'm up to that? <clears throat> that I'm not going to make we it all, till the weekend. We all
1: talk about drinking all the time. That's the thing. I Everybody's enjoy very- drinking. You, you enjoy it. I exactly. enjoy it. That's not, all yeah. I'm saying.
2: Yeah, you're not a heavy drinker, but you you heavily enjoy it. Even if it's Absolutely. just one. If it's Correct. just one Manhattan, you love it. There's great joy. There's great joy. It brings I you joy. I have to tell you guys, you're underestimating something in me, and that is the smoking. Because the end of the day for me, when I really can just like truly, okay. Is to smoke, yeah. But the harder thing for me is going to be smoking. You are still going to
1: be smoking. You are just not going to be smoking a cigar.
2: It's not the same, though. It's not. <clears throat> no, okay. no, no. I
1: thought maybe that would help
2: no. be helpful. No, I think it'll be helpful, but I don't think it's going to get me. F- I, don't, I, don't, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Paul, you are in Albuquerque, New Mexico. What did you most want to say? Hey, uh, uh, Michael, long time listener since terrestrial mm-hmm. days. Um, Thank you. But um, I I had to quit uh, quit drinking for a year. Um, due to some liver issues. Now, this is about 20 years ago, but um, uh, stopped drinking for a year. Only did, like, alcohol-free beer. Uh, every, liver-wise, everything came back. All the all the numbers came back to normal, so that's all good. Nice. However, I've become the world's cheapest date <laughs> ever since. Two glasses of wine, two drinks, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I can I can imagine, yeah, I can, I can imagine, and and like the bar tab that goes with with a dinner if you're if you're out, it, it has to be significant, it has to be uh, noticeable. Thank you for Paul. I, I'm yeah. glad the liver is I'm glad the liver is better. David, quickly from Oregon, what did you most want to say?
0: Hey, first time caller, uh, enjoyed your guest. What a what a
2: sane approach to thinking about drinking. Really and really enjoyed uh, the conversation you had, and I'm gonna. I'm going to join you on the journey. If, nice. you can make it one week, if you can make it one week, you can make it two. And if you can make it two, you'll get to the finish line. I'll call you back in a month. Okay, here is, here is my commitment. My commitment to all of you is honesty. Okay? Whatever, whatever happens, I'm going to tell you the deal relative to dry January. So it could be tomorrow. You know, that I come in here and I say, Well that 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 just didn't but I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, T C Good
1: I'll Thank be honest you. with you, with I Dan, you. I'll, I have I'll zero tell you a question about tell that. Tell you guys Total the restarts. truth. You're very honest.
2: Um I didn't think this was like such a huge thing, but oh, looking it's at huge. these oh my gosh, huge. look at the caller interest in this. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, okay, so it's January second. You got an extra day on me. But join me. My sole motivation is I I think it'd be good to just clean out for a month. That's all. And then I'm going back to drinking.
1: That's my plan. (laughs) Hear more of Michael Smirkanish on SiriusXM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirkanish for Independent Minds.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022.